you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast has been golfing, but is decidedly not golfers. From the Chris Wrestling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. Heroes here, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Or do we need to litigate the golfing? I don't. I don't Sumwalt has skip it, skip relocated it, to it. Connecticut, and I think he's floating away from us. We're here. We're yeah. in a new season, a football season. Um, I, I thank you to everybody for respecting my space. I needed uh, that Wednesday after what happened with the Ravens mm. um, to just clear my head and, and really go for a walk, a long one. Um, so, well, it's thank tough. You. It's tough for you, I guess, on a. A few fronts, because I don't know if you remember on the the show Monday. If, if you're going to bring it up right away, we, yeah, we should revisit something that that you said. Yeah. Oh, John Harbaugh does care, um, and it, the, it's a big round number, twenty five. There is zero chance. Oh, I mean, I won't say anything else. If you want to, those desert folk, there is zero chance that the Ravens <laughs> lose this game and don't lay any wood you lay out. Chop it. They will chop that wood. <laughs> mm. That hurts. Well, you went on to suggest that you would issue an apology. Yeah, that was were, that you, was really you gave incorrect advice. I won't go I that was, far. I was huh? you went that far. Apology. Well, I won't go that far to actually keep my word, but I'll just <laughs> say it was really heartbreaking to see that end. But also, and also at the same time, um, conflicting because that's a good job by you, Joey Sly, in a big spot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we did hit it at length already. Sure you did. But I just figured we had to revisit <laughs> that. And uh, good to know about uh, this test of character. I'm not you a desert guy. You won't be a man of your word. No. You said you would apologize. Yeah. I will not. What? I mean, <laughs> sure. I don't know. What in can reverse, we trust now? Right. In reverse, if we had right. off, it suggested that if we, you know, proclaim something right. to the international and national audience right. and say, if I'm wrong, Right. And I fail all of you. Right. Um, that I'll apologize, and now you're stu- you're saying that's not an option. It's a different standard for me, and you guys. Okay. Well, the, yes. And you could. We're all three co-hosts of the show, so it, <laughs> well, it maybe in your mind, it should be the same. The the people know the truth, and the people know that in my heart the Ravens will start another streak now. A losing streak. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um. But anyway. Good to be back. We did. Uh, this is a big one. And again, it has to be made clear. Not a celebration, this segment. And I, I know there's this idea that once again, uh, you know, the idea that I am showing some character flaw by celebrating the idea that coaches could be fired. No, just a reality. Like everybody wants to be everybody in this business wants to be like, oh, these these are people. Yeah, they are people. And we understand that. But we also understand that there will be five to eight dismissals at the end of this year. And we're going to talk about not who we want to be fired or who we're predicting is going to get fired, 
Just who's in the most danger in the head coach ranks of the NFL of losing their job during or after the season? And, That's and, all it is. It's an exercise. And also settle down a little bit on the gravity. And I, again, I don't. I, no coach wants to get fired. It's a, it's a low career moment. But unlike a bricklayer, um, if they're fired a year into their five-year contract, they get paid the rest of that money. Mm. Right. You and and a man, many of them then take a year or two off, and they you know go have this Mike McCarthy like come to Jesus thing where you actually look at other offenses around the league and have this, you know, evolution, but they get healthier. Yeah. Um, they're well paid. Nothing changes. Right. It's like this is not the common man um, trying to pound out a nine to five well, job who gets, you know, let go. Well, there's also like the handful who is their careers end right there because they're an assistant wide receivers coach and they don't have any good connections and that's it. But we're not talking about those guys. Yeah. No, but they, I understand yeah. it's all connected. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, there's some people out there that like to use stuff like this to show that they, they think differently. Right. It's virtue signaling, and it's ugly. We're tired of it. We're, we're, gonna, we're just going to tell you what it's like uh, for these coaches, the pressure they might be under, that even if they're not going to share it with the media, they know. They know. These guys know that uh, the, it's hard to hold an NFL head coach job and keep it. We're going to get into it. But first, we promised a big announcement. Ah, big announcement. A big old announcement, Eric. Huge. Massive announcement. He's only got nine fingers. We can't. Technically. Do we give him a little bit of grace on drops going forward? Like a I think you have to. Half second grace? Yeah. Well, let's see. He's missing part of the thumb. We'll give him, yeah, 5%. It's going to grow back, though, according to that one doctor. Is it, is it possible that if it grows back, he could be better, like quicker? Just That's how the body works. <laughs> the theme of the rookie, right? <laughs> Tommy John? Yes, you are now um, <laughs> Eric Rowengartner. Uh, here's the big news. Around the NFL, which is this. It's a podcast. It's this. It's a podcast. Um, but it hasn't always been a podcast. We've had different things, iterations connected uh, to the show, whether it's uh, NFL network programming, for instance, which we've been on the network a bunch. This company has a new uh, streaming platform, newish, uh, called NFL Plus that, um, listen, I'm not telling tales out of school. It's a big deal for NFL media. They're putting a lot into this. And with that knowledge, it's good to know that they wanted around the NFL to be part of the NFL Plus rollout for 2023. With that said, starting September 7th, you will get extra ATN goodness on that platform. Uh, You'll need an NFL Plus subscription here in the States. And with it, you'll get all that Plus has to offer, which is plentiful. It's a lot. You get... NFL Network, you get Red Zone, you get games. You get games. I mean, that's the key thing to me. You get your lot, your local and your primetime games. Exactly. Uh, as well as now, two new shows per week from around the NFL starting on September 7th. Um, on Mondays, every Monday, I'm not sure if it will drop Tuesday, but we'll record every Monday our ATN Game of the Week where we'll pick a game Uh, that we enjoyed the most uh, from Sunday, and then we kind of chop that up, uh, a shortened version of that game, and and break it down and have some fun with it. 
share some hot takes, uh, perhaps some special guests. We're figuring out the format, but excited about that. And then Thursdays, it's our kind of look at it like a bonus show. Uh, uh, it will feature some of your favorite ATN segments of the past and present, some new ones as well for you community fans out there. Remember the community sitcom on NBC? Yeah, sure. I see it as ATN's Dreamatorium, the special play area that was in Troy and Abed's apartment, the second bedroom. You can go anywhere and have any type of adventure. That's the Thursday show. And it'll be it'll be quick, too. We'll get you in and out of there in like 20 minutes or something. It'll be a segment, and that's it. And the key, I think, for our, our podcast listeners is we're not taking away any podcast content. In fact, we're adding to the amount of well, podcasts. Well, give me one second, because we gotta. We, there's something we need to make sure, because I know there are a lot of people listening right now, our international listeners, and they're thinking, we don't have access to NFL Plus. This is bollocks. <laughs> That's how they all talk. That's true. Or something like that. And we have great news for you guys. This new ATN content will be available with the same Dazon subscription that gives you access to the games, which you're probably already getting anyway, or a lot of you, I would think. Um, no added charge. Mad for it. You know what I mean? So that's covered. But that's not all. And we didn't even mention Game Pass. What, what's the, the artist formerly known as Game Pass is part of all of the, Dazon. Yeah, watching uh, the condensed games and everything. It's all part of uh, NFL Plus. It's all like one Beautiful. Thing. All under the same umbrella. And as Greg said... Announcement horn number two. Oh. It just it doesn't have the same reach it once did. That's the problem. No, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's half a it's thumb. It's not that he he's half softer in mind. Slow. It's physical. The thumb doesn't have the reach. I mean, he's courageous, though. <laughs> How the hell do that take so long? Uh, that's not all. Greg, tell the people about changes to our ATN podcast schedule this year. Okay, so we got the Sunday night recap show. Same. The flagship show. Always a classic. You love it. It's there. It's going up Sunday night, Monday morning in London. Uh, By the way, a, a a program which, when we started it, they didn't really exist, and now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everyone's it's, doing we, a Sunday night We recap. were the yeah. exclusive. That's why it's no called one, the flagship. No one has the sound. No one has it all. No one has, no one has us, frankly. Uh, Monday... Uh, podcast, we're adding kind of a, a news recap show on Monday because that's the biggest news day of the week. Uh, so we're going to get that out to you Monday afternoon. So that is a new show for us. And on top of that, we're doing a Monday night recap podcast where uh, I know that first night it's going to be all three of us. And we might rotate in and out, whatever it is, but we'll have that Monday night recap. So that was me last year with a special guest, but this year uh, we'll all be involved with it. Uh, Tuesday, we're dark. Got to rest a little. Get ready for the rest of the week. Studying tape is what we're, we're doing on TV. I thought we were dark the rest of the week. I thought no, we were no, 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 that's no, it. No, that's it. I mean, we added the extra show Monday. We got three shows between Sunday and Monday, so we got to give them a day to catch up. But we are adding uh, a Wednesday show. I hope we're getting Colleen involved. Colleen will show. be on our Wednesday show every week. That'll be fun. We might start throwing in some game previews into that Wednesday show. We got our Thursday show, uh, as always, previewing. Uh, the games of the week, and uh, that's it. Are we doing Thursday, Thursday night Thursday recap? Night and the Thursday well. night yeah. recap. Yep. 
Then on Friday, right? don't even try Did to we? find us on Friday. Don't even, you're not going to locate us there's, on Friday. There's so much to go over, but yes, we are doing a Thursday night recap. For a second, we've had so many different plannings and different iterations of this. I was like, where did that one leave it? But yes, we're going to be putting that game up right away Thursday night. Mark, will you be involved with these projects? Absolutely. I mean, yes. there's a lot. There's a lot riding on the fact that uh, the employment continues. That's true. Yes. Uh, you know, if you do sign up for <laughs> NFL Plus, and look, I I hear if if you guys are all skeptical, and you'll see how it goes, whatever. But if and when you do sign up, you're gonna get your money's worth, even if we weren't there. But especially if you're coming to see us, like I don't even know how it works. Just let NFL Plus knows no, we sent you, because we want to stay employed at this company and it might not happen if we don't get enough people saying <laughs> that we sent you to nfl plus it's we over might, we might just get pushed out well, no, the side of the building yeah that's what they do excited about this this isn't just like stuff we're going to be knocking out uh there's a reason why we're writing less on the site it was to give more time to do this project which we're all serious about and as i've said before if it's not for us it's not going to be for you mm. that's the truth Let's do some news. Little easy on that, buddy, because you know we. I, I think we're we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. This. Tua. Clapping back, as they say, on ESPN analyst Ryan Clark, who, um, and I can't. This isn't me for comedic effect or whatever. Um, sugarcoating this or trying to add a little juice to it. He literally on ESPN, Ryan Clark <laughs> called Tua a fat stripper. That was the parallel. Absolutely. Um, and I know Dolphins fans are, can be sensitive and about Tua especially. And I understand it because Tua is so has shown how, how much of a playmaker or a, a, a high end quarterback he could be when he's healthy but he has been healthy a lot, and there's this big question around the team whether he's the guy. Um, but um, even me as a Jet fan, I understand why Dolphins fans were super annoyed with Ryan Clark, um, who, again, called their quarterback an overweight um, dancer, exotic dancer. Ryan Clark gets killed, gets killed, as you would imagine, uh, all over the place for this comment. Uh, and one of my favorite things of this summer uh, had a very serious uh, apology, kind of apology, on Twitter. Yesterday, Tua Tungvaloa had to answer questions about something I said on Monday, something that I truly just felt like was a joke to me, that I've realized as the week has gone on, if this man has to answer questions about it, if so many Miami Dolphins fans are offended by it, then people ain't taking it as a joke. So let me be very clear. If I've offended you to, if I've hurt you, if I've disrespected you, if anybody that supports and loves you feels some sort of way because of what I said, I truly apologize. And <laughs> But only if that. If not, I'm fine with it. Well, it's even worse than that, actually, because th this is so this, this drives me crazy when I see, quote unquote, apologies like this, because it's not even it's disingenuous. Ryan Clark saying it was a joke. No, the joke was he looks like a dancer from Atlanta, uh, a local strip club in Atlanta. That was the joke. But he also said that he physically thought that Tua looked soft and essentially out of shape. And that wasn't a joke. No. So, and now he's making it all seem like it was the, the comment. Here's, here's the last part of his uh, uh, very serious-minded apology. I've reached out. I hope to talk to you soon, brother. 
But just know, I wasn't questioning the way you work. Yes, I wasn't you were. questioning how much it mattered to you. Yes, you were. It was what I can consider now a bad joke. But for me, it's been a lesson. I'll be better. Thank you. Ryan Clark's usually pretty great, so I'm going to give him a slight pass. But uh, you know I, what I, I don't like? It. I didn't need it because immediately after, when people started getting on him, his immediate response for 24 hours was just like, please, stop being soft. I'm joking. And then as it like continued to be a story and Tua had to answer for it, then it's like a day later, he's like, I got to nip this thing in the, in the butt. I, I'm an Emmy winner. Also, he we won the Emmy we last can year. Give, I, I think that's totally fair if Clark is body of work suggests it's okay to give him a pass and I not do too. whatever it's I'm the end it's not the end of the world uh but I then I saw a bunch of people saying this was so big of you Ryan amazing like you're <laughs> well, you're what it's all about like whoa but that this is sort of like my my angle is less about Ryan Clark to just there's so much needless content occurring everywhere and then there's this endless conversation between people on x or whatever you want to call it going back and forth it's just like drop a nuclear bomb on the entire thing well, then like, we, that we, apology. How are you paying this, for your kids, uh, you know, college? No, I mean, like the the back and forth on. We Twitter are that is thing. Absolutely, like unnecessary to me, and like demoralizing, and it's not like his the first part of his apology. I'm cool with. Like the second part, we didn't need that. You just, I didn't need the second part. I just thought own it, the fact that you essentially body shamed an NFL quarterback. Right, and to say that it was to couch it all as a joke when it wasn't. Like it was actual criticism. Uh, maybe it wasn't well researched or thought out, but it was. And then you made the joke at the end. I mean, the funny thing yeah. is, and as Tua pointed out, and and what what came right before that uh, quote we heard uh, on our show was like, "Look, I'm Samoan." So he basically was like, "Don't don't mess with uh, don't mess with the Samoans." He also pointed out like. You think I just put on all this muscle by mistake? It's funny because I think Tua has a certain body type. Maybe it's like the muscles aren't popping, but he's way bigger this se- off season by accident. So it, it, I mean, I mean, not by accident. Right, like right. he is a stronger looking individual, and he he put on 15 pounds this off season on purpose. <sighs> to now that I could buy in, like the I was having some fun earlier this week about the jujitsu thing and right. that helping him land without hitting his head. Beefing up and and becoming kind of build yourself like a tank to maybe protect yourself a little better. That's that I can buy into, and that's obviously what he's done. Anyway, silliness, and I just when there's silliness and then there's self seriousness, <laughs> yes, and yeah, it's, it's couched in kind of disingenuousness. It's like I kind of love it actually, but we had to hit on it. All right, let's get to it. It was very Michael Scott ish, <laughs> like that apology. <laughs> Uh, it was cringy. It was Scott's Tots level cringy. Um, uh, update on Jonathan Taylor, the former All-Pro running back who is obviously desperate to get out of Indianapolis. The Colts finally, after initially saying they wouldn't um, either A, give Taylor an extension that he wanted, or B, trade him, have now allowed him uh, to be moved for the right cost. And here's the latest. Uh, NFL Network's Cameron Wolf. So the Dolphins have some interest in acquiring uh, Jonathan Taylor, but only up to a certain price. Uh, we've also heard there are multiple teams that have submitted offers uh, for Taylor and that uh, the Colts have given Taylor's people Tuesday as the deadline for the trade. Is there any reason why Tuesday is the deadline? Well, it, it's, something... it's cut down day uh, on Tuesday in that might have to do with 
getting your salary cap books in order, wanting to know basically how you're moving forward with the season. If you're going to have to replace Jonathan Taylor, you would want to be able to know to replace him, I guess, on Tuesday because uh, they might have to bring in other running backs. And Is we the, talked about this at length. Did you mention the pup list side of it? No. Yeah, because that's the deadline. Side, yeah. He'll be required to miss the first four games of the regular season if they don't remove him from that list by Tuesday. And he can't do a thing where he pulls the I'm sitting out for a big chunk of the season because he has to accrue at least six games mm. to have it become his fourth NFL season and become an unrestricted free agent. So I think he's in a tough spot here. I mean, the Dolphins also, they're not just heat-seeking Taylor. They're, they've apparently inquired about Josh Jacobs, but they're not going to – no one is going to give the Colts a first-round pick for a one-year rental running back. No way. I mean, I, I think the Colts are kind of doing the thing where you could – I've seen a parallel drawn to some degree to, like, what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Yes. Um, sure. Here's your chance. You go find out how much real interest there is in you. We're not going to give you away, but, like, the Colts are kind of done with, like, we're going to suppress your career. Go try. We hit this one pretty hard uh, on Wednesday, so I won't belabor it. But there a couple things that are interesting, that they are getting offers and that the Tuesday deadline thing happened makes me think th this could happen. If they really do just want to get rid of him, like, they could probably get a third-round pick for him or maybe a, a third that turns into a second, or a, or a couple of mid-round picks. And I'm glad you brought up the pup thing, because he's due to make $4.3 million this year, and you think, like, okay, maybe he could sit out some games and miss that. That's more than he's made in his entire career if you add up his first three years. So that's a, it's a 300% raise he's getting this year off of anything he's made before. I think he's going to want to show up for that, even if that's not as much as he wants to make. It's it's pretty significant. I think it's like it's, it's your avenue to get into free agency. It's like I, I don't think it is wise. I mean, we don't know how much money he wants. We don't know exactly what he wants asking the Colts for. I mean, I think all that is like kind of a hazardous trade scenario. It was, it was 10 years ago this year that – a team actually gave a first-round pick for a running back, and it was Trent Richardson. Oh, my God. And it was the Colts. That was a great move by them. In other news, Isaiah Simmons' time with the Cardinals is over. Well, do we have the clip of this from Monday's show? Yeah. Because old Zeuser predicted it. Yep. So Isaiah Simmons, they're moving him to safety, uh, the Cardinals. It's not working out according to reports. And then he gets moved, uh, and I had mentioned he could make. seems like a guy that would make sense. Fresh start, it's not working. Late round pick. It's exactly what happens. Schefter reported that the Cardinals agreed to a trade of the 2020 first round pick to the Giants. The Giants will be sending a 2024 seventh round pick back to Arizona in exchange for Simmons. So there you go, uh, Mark. This is a guy that was seen as this versatile big-time playmaker out of Clemson. He was there. Cardinals kind of f couldn't figure out how to make him go as a pro, and now the Giants are taking a shot. Yeah, I jumped on your comment from Monday saying that it, it, it's the kind of situation where he's going to wind up somewhere else where he's used better, and he's going to tell tales about how he was not used in Arizona. I mean, they, they put him in a terrible position. He, is, he was flailing as a safety. Um, I think the Giants are a good match. You know, we'll see if he can still play. But Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, I think he's he's someone that um, is interested in taking Simmons, using him in different ways. Dayball called him explosive, athletic, and said there was a multiple role potential. We got to see it, but it's like this team is wanting to put him back where he belongs. If any team, uh, any coach I think could use it, his creativity well, it would be Wink Martindale. I think he'll play some linebacker. Reminds me a little of our, uh, our friend Wes uh, 
his infatuation with Deion Buchanan, a very similar player also drafted by the Cardinals who could play multiple positions. Did it a little better off the top than Isaiah Simmons. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, so they traded their first pick in 2020 um, on Wednesday. Also, their second pick in 2020. Uh, he was a third rounder. Josh Jones, offensive lineman, started 11 games for the Cardinals last season. Uh, he was moved to the Texans. Uh, he's in the final year of his rookie deal. So maybe a depth piece there for Houston and Arizona continues to kind of just turn things over in real time. That was weird. He, he like PFF Adam graded very highly last year and yet they re-signed a couple older tackles in Arizona. That was a nice move for Arizona. What's the for Houston? It's hard to find tackles. What's the value? Like what are, what do the Cardinals get back in this I'm, trade? I'm we not seeing have it. it hasn't been reported. I'm guessing it's not very a starting high. tackle. Well, they have two starting tackles unless they move Titus Howard inside. He's coming off of an injury. So okay. right now, it, Josh Jones is probably replacing him. But uh, he played well as a replacement tackle last year. You know who else is coming off injury? Cooper Cup, the all-pro wide receiver who won the triple ca- crown uh, for wide receiver 2021 when the Rams won the Super Bowl. God, that feels like a long time ago. He was back on the practice field uh Today, Wednesday, for the first time since suffering a hamstring injury three weeks back. And apparently it looked very good, Mark. Here is Matthew Stafford's quote. I thought Coop looked great. Just happy to see him running around, smiling, having fun, playing ball again. And on the flip side of this, uh, the Broncos, who, man, they can't seem to catch a break this summer. They are banged up. Their top wide receiver, Jerry Judy, uh, who we've been waiting for him to to go for a while now. And this, uh, a lot of, with, a lot of reasons to believe with Sean uh, Payton there and Russell Wilson potentially rejuvenated. This would be the year. Well, he was carted off the field on Wednesday with a right hamstring injury. Uh, heard it during uh, 11-on-11s against the Rams in a joint practice. Uh, Payton said after practice that Judy will undergo an MRI. And we are at August 24th, Mark. We're about two two weeks plus out from week one. Not good timing. No, I mean, you get, you get these teams every year where it's like the injury bug um, – ravages a position group, and Tim Patrick out with an Achilles. Tim Patrick might have been their best wide receiver. K.J. Hamler waived non-football illness, heart condition situation. Uh, Jalen Virgil had a, is on season-ending IR. You're leaning on Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims at this point um, to take you there. And it's like this is such a huge season for Russell Wilson. And all of this happened essentially after Sean Payton flamed everyone on earth with his verbal comments. And it's like all this, I'm not saying it's connected. It's just like, now you're going to be, I like it. Go ahead. You're going to be challenged. Right, you're thinking it's karma. Although well, I don't know if it's, I'm not saying it's, karma. you mentioned like a position group momentum gets destroyed. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand what momentum is anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's momentum of this position group. This happens every year. Right. It's the same players train going Un- off a mountain. Unfortunately, the, the wide receiver group for the Broncos seems cursed. And my son who for some reason won't prepare for the fantasy draft that he's, he's, uh, doing next Monday. I like that. Just but he had you in there. He does this other thing where he's doing like an all NFL draft where he's pretending to start the franchises over and like drafting players to different teams. And he had Jerry Judy as a top 20 pick in the entire NFL. What have you done to that? And I was just I saying like, <laughs> that's too high for Judy. He just was like, I like Jerry Judy. So that it was not a good pick. I got to say, if you're starting the NFL from scratch, he's not one of your top 20 players. In his in the, reality, in the is NFL. Jerry Judy injured or is he healthy? Well, this in was that before this injury. Parallel universe. I don't know. I don't think he's aware of his injury history. Um, all right. That's what's happening in the news. We'll take a break and then it's hot butt time. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right. Welcome back. It is time to talk about it. Every, the data backs it up. The data is the data. You know, we could be happy and smiles and and pretend like this isn't happening, but it's a results-oriented business, and head coaches will lose jobs. A couple of them lost them in the middle of the season last year, right? We had both Matt Rule uh, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett mid-season. Yep. Frank Reich, too. And Frank Reich. Hackett was a first-year coach. That was which is almost unheard of. It's happened very well, few times. Yeah, I think it only year, happened twice. In fact, he was the earliest that any uh, first year. Coach it happened ever twice, been two years in a row in Houston. And um, this not during the season. Yeah, that no, did inform these somewhat. One and done coaches are not as rare. I just as want to fly to around like a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys, they find where they should be, and then they get that one promotion, and then they got to come back down. Uh, that's Nate Hackett. Now it did inform me when I was putting together. Um, and we all did this of the 32 coaches, four different tiers, safe, first degree, butt burn, second degree, butt burn, third degree, butt burn. Um, Last year and in past years, I think I've pretty much put every head coach, um, save for one last year, for instance, all the rookies are safe to me. I'm thinking differently a little bit this year. I have a Mm. couple guys. So um, let's do it this way. I'm going to go down uh, in alphabetical order um, my list of safe quarterbacks. If you have one, a guy that is not safe, raise your hand, and we're going to talk about that that player. Okay, so let's here's the Zeusers list that of guys. Coach, that coach, head coaches. Can I, I can I speak too? Because the the you audio speak listeners. Okay, as much as you want. Oh, you mean like raise your hand and well, say yeah, me, yeah. me, me? <laughs> well, no, no. I just mean if I'm raising my hand, no one's going to. Well, because I will address you immediately. Okay. Um, this is good. It's not like Eric trying to use that left thumb to hit the button. When it's we diverge a, from a your list. T- yeah. Poor guy. Just give a heads up. In terms of safety. Yeah. I've never had more safe guys than, than this. I guy. am with you. It's beefy. All right. Here we go. And if you disagree, raise your hand or yell me, me, me. Dan Campbell. Pete Carroll. Brian Dable. John Harbaugh. Matt LaFleur. Pause in. Mike McDaniel. Okay. Thought about that one, but yeah. Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell, Sean Payton, Shane Steichen, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni, Zach Taylor, Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel. Those are all my safe. Guys, every one of them. Yeah, I had every one of them. Shout out to Zach Taylor, because I believe in this exercise a couple of years back, I had him as like a second or third degree type of coach. So you, you, you can get off that list. All you got to do is, is uh, make the Super Bowl and then the AFC championship. Is there anyone that I did not mention that is on your safe list? Did you mention D'Amico Ryans? I did not. So that's that's my thing. It's like I, I think like that team could be they could struggle. Um, I think 
he is he's on a safe list for me because I cannot fathom a reality where the Texans fire a first-year coach three years in a row. All right, let's move to first degree, okay? Yeah, I, I also had Ryan's, and I feel strong on that one, too. I think they would give him... He's as safe to me as a first-year coach almost could be because of that situation and because I think they're really putting a lot into who he is. I think they he, love could go, him. he could go 1-16, in 16 and I think it'd be safe. You know why? Everything you guys say, I agree with, and I think across the league, people are very high on Ryan's chances here to be a good head coach. This is organizationally. If you fire a head coach, a rookie head coach, two years in a row, I just don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Sure. I, the, the people that are making decisions. Yeah. to make the right one and give this guy the road. Because the first, last two guys deserved more rope, too. Fair enough, but he's a very different hire. Both of those hires felt like guys that weren't going to be there that long on day one, whereas D'Amico Ryans feels like they want him to be I there I agree, forever. but, like... You know, they were different. <laughs> it was different than hiring Lovey Smith the third time. I around. see what you mean, but, like, he yeah. has, like, Texans ties. Like, I do honestly think he's going to be a coach that, like, we saw in San Francisco connects with the entire locker room. Um, he's a new age type of coach. And it's like, not about him for me. I know, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. You're, it's fair to say you it's don't trust them. the Texans, but like they literally are in a psychotic mode if they fire <laughs> a third straight coach after one I year. think it is kind of psychotic they fire two in a row. That's yes. why I'm er- they're Lovie already Smith, off the reservation. And I, like, we talked to Lovey Smith. He's, he's a good guy and everything, but like that always felt like a placeholder hire, and I, this just does not to me. But we'll see. All right, first degree. First degree. Here we go. Oh, oh, ah, ah. Really, when you're pushing back? Oh, hey, oh, oh, ah, ah, oh, ah, So it doesn't, not painful, but got to I mean, this whole, this whole, like, straw man thing at the beginning where it's like, oh, we got to respect, like, uh, yeah. You know, uh, coaches where you're pushing uh, back against people that you think are, are coming ooh, the at phonies you. out you're there. You're just me. You're coming after um, me because like uh, eight years ago on this uh, exercise, uh, I deigned to like uh, take issue with uh, some of the burn victim uh, stuff. How did you find wow. like a these two, are um, people? Where did you like a two minute long um, semi burn soundbite like this? Like we're, it's that's homemade, baby. Mind. Jason's yeah, that's ball. Come on. Come on, bro. You got you to gotta recognize I was just so lost in the performance. You've never hung out with uh, Zemo while you're just like I've hung out probably eight times That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> right. First degree for me. Here we go. Raise your hand if you disagree. Or if there's someone that I – because I have four names on here. I have five. I got four. Bill Belichick. You have deeper than first? I have deeper. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Jonathan Gannon. Yes, I have that. Oh, wow. I guess I had him safe. I, I just forgot. Like a lot of people, that Jonathan Gannon uh, is a That's head part coach. of the issue. He was on my list. He, he's on my safe list. I Like, I don't trust the Cardinals but for the same way you, you're coming up with the Texans. Okay. Like, I think things could go poorly enough where they are in a reboot. Um, I like what they did to set up next year's draft. They're trying to get the one pick. Well, how, they can't fire him for getting the one pick, I feel like. I don't know. Hey, they that, fired a quarterback they took in the top 10 uh, yeah, the and next coach, year to take a quarterback in the top 10. want to draft him necessarily. I, there, that feels chaotic there. So This too, I got. That's a little on my radar. There's there's a little bit of, um, is, is, there, is this a Hackett situation maybe? Okay, you guys have kind of convinced me into this. Yeah. The reason I didn't was because Monty Ossenfort, the GM, is also new and uh, you're right. I, I'm willing to put him into first degree. I'm going to move him. You've convinced me. Okay. Um, I had D'Amico Ryans. Uh, uh, you guys have him safe. And then I have Brandon Staley. 
first degree. Wow, I have Staley's somewhere else. Okay, do you okay. got anybody else have first degree? Yeah, I do. And yeah. let we could talk Staley because I I have him there. I I think even though the outside wants Staley to be under a lot of pressure and on the hot seat. I don't think inside that building, the way ch- the Chargers run things, that he is. He's had two winning records. It's kind of, I mean, overlooked a little bit. They've, they've, they've won back-to-back years. He's on a four- or five-year contract. I think they really like him. And I also think Telesco, their GM, has been there so long. It's all about, like, everyone keeping their jobs together. So, to me, he's only first degree because I, I think he could he could have another year very similar or even, like, a nine and eight type of year and, and, or eight and nine, and I think he would survive. I think there have been, been some especially bad optics around the Staley experience. I think it's a good coach, but it's, like, the way last year ended – um, some of the fourth down stuff, which we all super agree with analytically, but uh, there are a lot of people out there that don't agree with a lot of his decisions. And I think it really matters that the Chargers have a different type of ending to this season. It's been two bad endings two years in a row. You've got Justin Herbert. You have two new coordinators. You're always on thin ice. I think when that's a situation, if those work out, that's positive. But you I have, have a second I, degree. I got him in third. Whoa. Wow. Yep. See, to me, they're an organization that's like happy winning. 10 games a year. Wow. So that you they know. won so, 10 games. And I know 27, nothing and all that, but yeah, this was a, a playoff team. So maybe, maybe I'd be willing to rethink it a little bit, but just like part of me was degree. like, someone's got to be in third degree and he's in that category, but I think he's under a lot of pressure. Interesting. Wow. Well, I've got a, a few other names in first degree. Uh, go ahead. Four extra names. Go ahead. I haven't mentioned. Well, number one, was he on your safe list or is he deeper? Robert Sala. I have him the next tier down. Wow. Well, I've I've Salah in first degree. Uh, really, you think so, that they would like? I feel if anything, like Hard Knocks has done him a service. He's a little bit, a um, little bit too many models coming out. All that will be out, forgotten but, if this season goes to hell. But he's. I don't feel like he's the problem. That's all. I. But that doesn't but, necessarily mean. Again, it's not necessarily about the coach. It's not predicting who's going to get fired. It's about the right, organization who, and how would Woody Johnson react if this season, instead of being. 11 and 6 is 6 and 11. Yeah, I think Woody Johnson is a huge factor there. I think if Salah, I I think it's a fair point, and maybe I should put him in second degree because I think they believe in him. I think he is a good coach. He showed that progress in terms of the defensive side that he's only first degree going into the year. But you're right. If they go 8 and 9, the odds are he's gone. So maybe that's a second degree. This is his third year. If if this is a, and I mean, Woody Johnson just showed up on hard knocks with a, a necklace like a $2 million necklace and well, that was absurd with Woody and let's go jets on it. And you know, they're, they're leaning into the hard knocks and having the celebrities come in and Aaron Rodgers is here and all this. And then Dalvin cook, this, this ownership is all the way in on this season. And I just do not know how they would react mm. if this doesn't go the way that I and jets. Fans w- would you go. see in that scenario, Joe Douglas hits the road too. I think he would be safer I think the the general thought with Douglas is that other other than a few high profile misses, a couple of high profile misses, Wilson being one of them, obviously, he's been very good for the organization, and I would think he would he would survive, but the coach would go if they. The have only a bad thing is, year. so Zach Wilson, obviously, the miss you're referring to, if the Aaron Rodgers experience um, turns into a flop or a massive disaster, then I think Joe Douglas has he's got problems. Because you're missing on quarterback after quarterback at that point, right? And I also, I, I sh- we should say with 
Aaron Rodgers is going to have a major voice in this, too. If he likes Robert Sala, even if the season goes sideways, yeah, sure. let's say he pulls a calf and misses six weeks and they go down the tubes. Like, But if, if Rodgers likes Sala, he could protect him. He has that much sway in that organization. Maybe I'm just getting you know nicer as I get older, but I just feel like they just like Robert Sala so much. That's why I only put him. I get that feel, too, degree. but it's, that's now. That's in August. I, I put Eberflus in first degree, so I guess you guys must have had him harder. A second-year coach with an ownership group. Um, that isn't known for making overly quick changes, although they've had to at, at some points. And so he set the bar so low that I actually think that sometimes helps a guy. If they win six games this year, I think he's back. So I'm only putting him first degree. Matt Eber. I have him deeper down. I, I think I, it's kind of like Zach Taylor a couple years ago. What is it that you do that's special? And if you have this massive rebuild going and there's a coach that becomes available – that is a much sexier proposition. I, Matt Eberflus, I think, is under pressure to prove to Bears fans and, and people like us, like, mm. what difference do you make? I mean, I'm not, we just don't see it. I, there's not a lot of idea of who Matt Eber, In the coach's photo, it's like he's the one guy no one can figure out who he was. Well, part Yeah, a lot of it is the organization for me. The CEO, ownership, CEO, GM. I just – I don't think they're going to be wanting to restart the, the machine again unless – they, they had the number one overall pick. Can I mention who else I have in this one? Mm-hmm. I have Belichick in this one. Okay, let's um, talk about and it. I, well, I just think that it's been, that never in this exercise would he have been anywhere but safe, but it just feels like this season is very important for Bill Belichick to not go 6-10 and 10 or wins or 6-11 and 11 or win seven games and have the whole thing just not look good. Um, the owner has talked so praise with so much praise about Jared Mayo that I just wonder if, like, whether it's Bill or whether it's Kraft, that maybe things... Hit divorce period. But he's only in first. I just think there's more pressure on the Bill Belichick experience than there's ever been before. Well, the fact that all three of us have him out of safe for the first time uh, this year. What do you have him second? I ha- I have him second. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a- many guys where there's been public back and forth, for lack of a better word, between ownership and coach. Right. And almost a gauntlet being thrown down and even some like very passive-aggressive sniping between the coach. And, and yeah, I... I, I think they would, like, have him, like, step away or, or who even knows. But if they have, like you said, a se- I kind of thought about it. Like, if these teams go, let's say, 7 and 10, are they back or not? Right. If they went 7 and 10, I'm not sure. That's why I put it second degree, not third. But I, I think there's a good chance he's gone if they go 7 and 10. The other guy I have in first degree is Arthur Smith. Okay, hold Same. that thought. Oh, okay, you both have him. Um, let me just say one more thing on Belichick. That The one thing that I push back on that is – Let's say they go seven and ten. What rank them in the AFC East right now? Does anybody have them anywhere other than fourth? Nobody. Seems so, nope. Connor or I believe might even have them winning the division, which I you know I love you, Connor. It's a very Connor. You're yeah. crazy. He's like Lever banging right the yeah. drum that they're like Connor's gonna, takes are getting bigger as he ages. <laughs> I enjoy it. They're like yeah. gonna make the AFC championship. There is a little Patriot fan inside of me that could see it. That that has some optimism but they, that's only because they do well on years where they're not a lot of expectations. right but I, another I guess my point is there's like yeah so much talent AFC East this year that yeah to can Bella now you could say the fact that they are the team that has the le- least talent in this division uh that's against Belichick too because he's the de facto GM I see that I think it would have to really it would have to be a double digit loss season and more like Bad and the relationship blood. falling yeah. apart between well, that's coach it. and owner. It, that's why I put him second degree, because I feel like there's a little 
Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson vibe. Not in the not in the just in terms of egos and credit and Kraft wants to get into the Hall of Fame and there's just like a lot a lot of stuff. All right, let's move to second degree. One item first. Yes. I I this is my list and yes. so I had to create um, a category because this person to me just belongs in their own world. Okay. It's Zaddy degree. I think Mike McCarthy is just out there in his own little place in between first and second because I think second really? is a little a little hot for him because I think it's going. So you're kind of on well. the fence basically with your. i I think he's just created his own world, Zaddy degree, and he's just he sits there and there is a lot of you're the play caller now. You moved on from the coordinator. Um, Jerry Jones is impatient. Um, the Cowboys are always this cauldron of expectations and. Mike McCarthy cannot go and lose another ugly playoff game. Which is why I believe he is in. We're nobody's underdog. Zaddy, stop it. Second degree. Mm. Oh, it's bad. It's Gotta bad. move. It's bad. Oh, oh, oh. It's gonna blister. It's gonna blister. Oh. Ooh. Now it's uncomfortable. <laughs> does this make you, is this year more uncomfortable? This is actually less uncomfortable than the old ones used to be. Because it's Zumwalt, it's funny. Whatever we're paying him, it's not enough. It's well, well performed. Second degree alphabetical order for me. Dennis Allen of the Saints, Matt Eberflus, who we discussed, of the Bears. And my uh, comment on Eberflus, you guys had met, talked about him. Um, this will be his second full year with Justin Fields. They're obviously still very, very much invested in Fields. If he plateaus or doesn't show growth, I could see them being like, shoot, he's entering year four of his rookie deal next year. If this isn't working, we don't feel good, let's get him out of there. I'm not saying that's what I think is going to happen. I'm just saying yeah. when you look at, like, the outcomes potentially for the season, that's why. I In my scenario, like, you're right. It's an OC getting fired. It's Luke Getze getting fired. Okay, that uh, makes sense, too. Yeah. Uh, I have Zaddy, Mike McCarthy here in second degree. Um, you mentioned uh, the reasons why, Mark. I, I just think they're reaching a stage maybe where he needs to take that next step, and Jerry Jones is not getting any younger. I just think. This is a big year for Dallas. I, I'm with you on second. Second. Uh, I got Josh McDaniels second degree. Hmm. I got him somewhere else. Okay. Hold that thought. Uh, <laughs> Mention. Guess where? Unless it's, yeah, <laughs> unless it's McDaniels. Well, like, yeah, created my another. You know. Um, Robert Sala. I had second degree. We talked about that. Arthur Smith. Let's talk about Arthur Smith because uh, I know everyone loves Arthur Smith and the Falcons in this room. Uh, but for the same reason, I have Robert Sala in this tier. You do not get a fourth year in the NFL if you don't get to the playoffs in the first three. And this is True. his third season, and they have yet to make the playoffs or have a winning record. I, I think, like, that was one where I looked at the organization and Arthur Blank, patient. Um, I think he's shown patience. I think, number one, you could say that where they were two years ago, identity-free, um, mostly a disaster. They have an identity now. It's got to go translate on the field. But this was Arthur Smith's identity, and it's like I kind of like when a coach – in the course of two seasons, can create a roster in a type of offense, which is his specialty, that looks a lot like what he was able to do in Tennessee. And it's like, you're working well with the general manager. Um, it has to, they can't go to have the same record as last year. No. But he doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't, it feels like low drama in Atlanta. So I think a lot would need to change over the next five or six months. I think he took the job in a true rebuilding situation. And they knew it. They pressed like the explode button in terms of their salary cap issues. They sort of took a year or two off. They love them. But you're right, Mark. I mean, uh, Dan, it's it's 
extremely rare to get a fourth year without a playoff spot. Because the guys... It, it like, almost doesn't happen. Ron Rivera technically made the playoffs as commander's head coach. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he I don't think he has a winning record yet. But it, it almost never happens. Happens once in a while. I think Arthur Smith could be a rare case. Actually, he would get a fourth year. But you're right. He probably has to win eight or nine games. And if he, if he went seven and ten using my own test... That's 50-50 at best, whether he gets a fourth. So second tier, you've actually convinced me. Again, I think I was too nice okay. putting him in first tier. So I think second tier makes sense. When you bang the um, demolition button on your organization, you reboot, and that includes hiring a, a young head coach or whatever, I think it is two years. It, that means that guy gets a two-year grace period unless he's terrible in the eyes of the, the team. And then that third year, it's go time. So I, that's a, I think – and there's very – it's not a big-time division that they're in. We, we like a lot of elements of their roster. There's a lot of reasons why, put it this way, there's no excuses for them not to be a above 500 team this right. year. And I think Arthur Blank would struggle uh, with that if we're looking at the same 7-8 win team for a third straight year with the same head coach. Yeah, I think like anything, you know, you, if you project out, you know, four months and they've won six games, like the feeling around the team is going to be completely different than it is right now. Right. Ownership and GM situation is such a big part of this. You mentioned McDaniels. And Allen, who to me are very different second-year coaches. I had them both in this category as well, so I I agree. McDaniel's has a owner who's uh, a little more capricious, a little more emotional. Like he, you could see him getting booted out of there. I think if the vibes, it's not just win loss too. It's like what's going on around the team. Does the quarterback situation look? any better. I think they could go seven and 10 and he could keep the job as long as it's not like drama filled, as long as it's not embarrassing, as long as what he is supposed to be good at offense um, is on tap. But I, I think he's in a tough ownership situation. Whereas Dennis Allen, I feel like they're looking for a reason to keep Dennis Allen. And, and I have him second degree. I thought about first degree. Like I feel like the bar is very low for Dennis Allen. Cause he had a terrible, first year as a head coach they underachieved and it didn't seem like much buzz at all about him losing his job i wait so did you already list your second degrees do you have more he did i just did. okay so i threw ron rivera in here although I, I if i could revise that i think he belongs in third um new ownership all sorts of stuff going on there i kevin stefanski in second you could argue for him being in third too but i think stefanski is is a good football coach and like if i, I think if they succeed he'd have to really be the reason that someone like Deshaun Watson fails. It has to be not Deshaun Watson, but it has to be Stefanski. Well, how can but you separate that? Well, if Deshaun Watson fails, Stefanski fails. Well, I would say that, like, first of all, he'd lose the power, obviously the power, you know, situation with, with Deshaun. But I think Stefanski last year with Jacoby Brissett proved that he's a very good offensive coach. So I, there, he's just going to lose the power battle to Deshaun, but I don't think it would be Stefanski's mm. fault necessarily. Well, but that's not what we're debating. To me, he has the hottest seed in the league. He's there. He's number really. Well, I think he's the most. Well, I see. I go Josh McDaniels. For I that. really go. Well, so yes. he's a, he's a right. second. You think he's the, the hot. All right. Josh McDaniels too. like has lost portions of his let's, locker room already. Let's hold that then before. So if you think he's the hottest, hold that for a second. I just want to circle back to um, the Raiders. And you say that there's some capricious ownership there. Is that I know his dad was, but I'm looking at like the the Mark Davis era. So Dennis Allen got two and a half years. Jack Del Rio got three years. John Gruden got three and a half years before. He but got they fired. even just signing John Gruden to a ten-year contract, like that's just kind of crazy, you know? Like that—that that was 
I don't know if capricious is even the right word, but just like I think he's that unpredictable. Was, that was like surprising and unpredictable. And those those coaching tenures you mentioned line up with but year the, right. It's and not Del, working. Del Rio, Gruden, won I know games. now it does because Gruden is is a blackballed from the league, but like or, or not really, but like. The fact no, that I think you might be on that Saints staff. Yeah, yeah, I really I, have I, a feeling. I, I, we'll I, see. I, as I was saying, I was like, yeah. actually, he's working with the team closely. Um, but when the tenure, it made sense. Yes, it was a lot of money, but he was a he was a kind of a Raiders okay. hero, a previous generation, and all that. Like, I don't know. He just hasn't had one of those like one and done firings yet, or two and done even. So we'll see. I mean, that's why I put him in second degree. I agree with yeah. you, Dan. I, but McDaniel's I, has been. He was so bad in Denver the way right. that ended. And if this there's no results here, you know who remembers him being bad in Denver? I would think Mark Davis. Like it's like if I, we made a mistake here, we gotta we gotta get out of this. They also yeah. like hired, you know, his hand picked GM, so they'd have to probably get rid of the whole operation. Uh you're right. If Devontae Adams like starts being upset and stuff like that, that that's fair. But I actually think Davis is like, okay, do it with your guys. You can get rid of Derek Carr. I don't think he ever loved Derek Carr anyways, but like this, he he had to take a year to get rid of some guys he didn't want. They might be the third or fourth worst team in the AFC. And like, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. You've got players all over the place, like Josh Jacobs. um, What happened with Derek Carr a year ago? Devontae Adams, that situation just feels slightly TNT-ish. Just circling back to Zaddy real quick. This is his fourth year. With the Cowboys, six and ten in year one, twelve and five year two, twelve and five year three. It's pretty damn good, uh, uh, especially for they just team. ended the seasons ended poorly and right. in an almost embarrassing fashion, of course. But um, there are not too many. Look at the recent history of the Cowboys back to back twelve win seasons, uh, and he's that been the head coach of those. Teams. Well, there's so, none. They would have to go back to when they won the Super. Yeah, Bowl. the good old days. That was that was basically their. Trademark, even under Jason Garrett, who was more successful, is one one good year, one bad year. They there. would have to really, I think, maybe maybe I'm even now talking myself him back down to one. Maybe you're exactly right, Mark. Like he's a really tough one, a bubble guy, because it's almost like the Cowboys have to go like five and twelve with no injuries wrecking their season for Jared to be like, oh, I don't like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I think he's like a tough person to place easily in first or second for me, and like um, that's why I did what I did. But I also feel like. If they don't make the NFC title game, there could be problems. It's like I don't, I don't know. Think, like if they have another double-digit win season, he controls them. And he's like the perfect Cowboys coach. Mike, we saw it there when we were at the camp. Like he's so comfortable there. I think him and Jared obviously get along well. Both like longtime football guys. I think what if they have another really like like ugly meltdown to exit the playoffs? If they were in the playoffs, I don't know. It would have to be I think pretty ugly. I think they'd have to. Uh, have a losing record. If they had a losing record, all bets are off, and that's why first or second works. All right, third degree. Ah! Oh, oh no! Oh! oh God! Oh! Oh, oh no! Greg. No no! Oh no! Ah, ah, ah. Uh, uh, Greg, this is just. I mean, he's still alive. Apparently. He sounds like uh, Kirk Cousins on the quarterback show, you know, getting off the field. <laughs> I wish we had a video of Zumwalt recording this. That's a good call. Next year. <laughs> I only had two guys. I, I withheld one of the names because I figured. Uh, yeah, my I have two guys also. I have Todd Bowles and Ron Rivera. I have Todd. I have uh, Ron Rivera 
and Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski would be my pick. And again, it's not projecting how the team goes. But like if I had to say every team in the NFL starts 0-4, mm -hmm. or like if you just pretend that, I think he's the most likely to get fired like at that point in the season or whatever it is, 1-7. I think Rivera is close, and that's why they're my two, the two hottest ones for me. And Bowles, you could talk me into. I only put him second degree. But but Stefanski, to me, he's been there a long time. They've made their bed with, with Deshaun Watson, and I just think if it goes sideways, that Jim Schwartz is there also. Like, I just don't think yeah. there's any leeway. I think he's a playoffs yeah, or bust. Yeah, you got to get Jim Schwartz in there at the interim, <laughs> Coach. Yeah, I'm just saying he's playoffs or bust to me for a team that on paper – is third or fourth in that division, even if they're a very talented roster. I, t I totally agree that he's in a tough spot. Um, I think it's easy to just look at the ownership and say, oh, it's been a while since they've done something, you know, jaw-droppingly insane. Um, I do think they've changed a little bit. I, I just think that they've calmed down a little bit. They've got a good general manager. Like, But you're right, he's under a ton of pressure. And it, I think I don't like the situation because I don't think we know who Deshaun Watson well, is right now. Right, but it wouldn't be insane either. If Deshaun Watson plays poorly – this combo is not working, right. and that's basically. But I mean, I his hope. Job. There, I hope there could be some. We don't, you know. It's, I don't want to go down the, a Watson conversation, but it's like, if he's not a good quarterback anymore, like he's a Russell a Russell Wilson situation, then it's like I. It's I. You know, but in that case, the Nathaniel Hackett got shot out into the universe. So. If it's that case, though, Jimmy Haslam is just looking for a coach that can prove him right. Right, he's the one that wanted the shot. Right, Watson. right. I mean, you look at. See, I, I have him. I have him firmly, Stefanski, and and two, uh, mm. second degree, just because wow. his first year is a major boom season for the organization. They win eleven games. They win a playoff game against Pittsburgh, um, and then the next year was a big disappointment. But I think time has kind of revealed like that wasn't on Stefanski. They they tied themselves to the wrong horse and Baker, and that kind of shipwrecked their season in a lot of ways. And uh, and then they moved away from Baker, and I don't care. We, obviously, Deshaun Watson last year, um, they punted on 2022 for Watson in terms of the money and the deal, uh, looking ahead to this season and beyond. And you got to say the same thing for the whole team. And, a, and a, it was a very strange time, uh, I would imagine, to be a Cleveland football fan because you knew once they signed that deal and they knew that suspension was going to be hardcore and then Watson missing two years or whatever, there was going to be – uh, potential growing pains as he re-entered the lineup. Like, I don't hold anything against Stefanski. I don't last either. Year. And I just, None of this, I think. I is... guess what I'm saying is, like, I think Stefanski, it's unless there's some, you know, capricious decision-making that can go on to Cleveland, which is certainly possible, I think he gets kind of a fresh start here uh, with Deshaun Watson, and uh, I think he could get multiple years, two years, even if this season mm. doesn't go beautifully, which is why I have him in second degree. I think there's a lot of pressure on him to make things go this year, but I don't think it's like I, I just think there's something else. very specific. I think it's pretty much winner else, and I also think it's if Deshaun Watson is not a top 12, 14 quarterback, you know, in the NFL, then you lose your job. That 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 could be tough. We'll see. Um, Where do you guys – I have Todd Bowles – uh, I had him in second, but okay. I, I like that if that goes really poorly, like Todd Bowles is in hot water. They, they, you still have Arians there and stuff, so it's like 
There's, Do they though? Yeah. They really have. To, I believe I mean, he's technically. I believe he's, he's in the complex. He's in the cafeteria on a daily basis. I I think I I've hit on this before, so I don't want to dwell on it. But I think this is a transition year for that organization after they sold out in the Brady years. I think they you see it in the way they're handling their quarterbacks this year with Baker and Trask. I think unless they really surprise people. Um, which I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to be a very middle-of-the-road or worse team this season, um, that this is going to be a reset after the season, and he will be swept out, and he will be very hotly uh, contested out there for to be somebody's D.C., but I think this could be the end of the road for Todd Bowles. Not I think you're right. I'm going to move but, him. Yeah. I'm moving him into my third tier. I don't know why I'm so – like eight people. I like it. This exercise. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm I, stick I, with it. I'm just thinking <laughs> about it. He's right that Bowles – underachieved a year ago. I think that's probably the, the key part of it. Yes, they made the playoffs, but that they should have won more games than they did. They were a mess. They were disappointing on both sides of the ball, and I think Bowles is a good defensive coach, but that's what it is, and he's one of the worst in-game decision makers in the league. I mean, that division's a disaster between him and Dennis Allen. Uh, I like Arthur Smith fine, but it's like in Reich, but like those two guys in a game that they're low on my list of who I want, like making any sort of like decision on the floor. I think it goes back to the fact that like the Arians stepped away. Todd Bowles made sense to come in as like a, like a, it, like someone that I think could, they knew the organization, knew the players, they knew him and it was a smooth transition, but did they really go pick Todd Bowles as their number one guy? I mean, is that how they see him as You're my number prize? one guy? Well, I think they were just trying to, you know, Arians had some sway, and they're trying to keep it going. Jason Light, who I think's done a good job overall in terms of player personnel, they're all close. They won a Super Bowl together, and they wanted they they basically wanted to extend that uh, that that entire era. I'm a little. We all have Rivera here. That was the one one we agreed on. Yeah. Right? Or no? I had Rivera in second. Whoa. Because uh, to, to me, he just because of the new ownership, it's. I'm optimistic that they could be a surprise team, but they're going to have to be. They, you know, he can't. Using my 7-10 and 10 method, I think he's gone with the 7-10. and 10. Yeah, he, you, He's at completely at the mercy of things that have nothing. What? Didn't you have something about Washington winning the division? Right, but we're not. Show? I thought this exercise is not us what we think they're going to do. It's not season predictions. You know, I'm not that, looking at what I think. I'm looking like if this season is a disappointment, is he gone? He's right there at maybe number one on they the just, list. Whenever there's a new owner, I hear that. But I also think Ron Rivera has, has a special quality to seem to win these people over and stick around. When sure. I could have, you can got rid of Ron Rivera two years ago. I wouldn't have had David Tepper got rid of him pretty quick. I mean, he, he, he let him do one year and he got rid of him. I think that's what's happening here. I think Ron knows it too. He's a smart guy. He's been around forever. He's, he's kind of said it actually out loud that he knows how much this year. Yeah. Like, so he's his, he needs a bit of a, a Hail Mary completion and I think maybe maybe Sam Howell can play the guitar and and they hang around in that division and maybe that's enough but you would think this ownership group did you guys talk about the handshake by the way we did not oh, no. talk about the handshake. We spent about that was 15 rough. minutes on that game, and yet that was rough. Hit the handshake. Uh, I think the best part was Troy Aikman kind of <laughs> like had a little wry smile after he saw what happened. You know. Oh my God. Um, that guy is. You know, he's dying to make a stamp on the organization. And I think that stamp next year is very likely to be new head coach, new quarterback. Yeah. He, what if he, they win 10 games? Then he's then he's good. He's great. I just God bless could. you, Ron Rivera. Yeah, and he's good. Because I think they, they've even asked him, and Josh Harris has said, look, we're valued in everything, but you know, we've talked with Ron. He knows 
He knows how important this year is. Like they, they've all, they're all on the same page. They're all adults, which I like. You know what's interesting? This year, and this is good because I talked about it last year. Nobody wants to be entering a season. This job is hard enough. Nobody wants to be Matt Rule. Uh, nobody wants to be Adam Gase. You never want to be the guy that it feels like you're a dead man walking. And and then, sure enough, it almost always plays out. That guy rarely even makes it through the season. I don't think we have that guy. Could, like for me, Bowles or Rivera, could they get let go during the season and things go terribly? Sure. But I don't, I don't see a coach out of the 32 who feels truly doomed entering the season. And usually I feel like there's at least one. I'm with you. And I don't know if I've ever had so many in the save category. Same. I thought the same thing. It's a lot of it's because there's a lot of first year coaches and there's a lot of coaches who have had nice recent rebounds. Like Pete Carroll was in my first or second uh, tier a couple of years ago. And now, like I was thinking, like he actually could survive, I think, a bad year. He, he would be fine. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of coaches like that. Like I can't Vrabel, even though he's coming off a bad year, like he's earned it. Like it's good. Maybe we won't have as many firings this year. Dan, yeah. I think it could be a light year. I hope so. I think it could be like a light year is like. Four, I want to apologize to, to Eric and Randy behind the glass. I had them build out boards uh, that we could show, but you guys have been changing all your tiers. So I, I haven't know. changed my, uh, a single thing. Oh, you haven't? We could no. show them it. Yeah. We could show it. Doesn't matter. Greg, put up Greg. the boards. It makes more sense how you guys are doing it. Like, kind of go coach by coach instead of yeah. cross-referencing, reading. Sure, yeah, and flash them up stuff. here. Let's no, get, you get it for the YouTube stuff. audience. You know, Why like not? the YouTube audience is growing. They're going to be joining Do it. Our, get that plug in, Greg. I love it. NFL Plus audience. Forget about it. And you have, uh, I want to make sure we hit this. You have Brandon Staley third degree, Mark. So yep. that is, that's pretty hardcore. Third degree. He's in just as much danger as Todd Bowles and Ron Rivera. It's interesting. We all have in my two. world more than Todd Bowles or Ron Rivera. So I don't know. Maybe I was on it. Who was in your third? He had McDaniel's as his Josh second, third degree. So a lot of disagreement among us. Which I think, to Dan's point, there's no one that feels totally doomed. There's room for disagreement on almost all these guys. Yeah. Look at this board. Great job behind the glass. Sala Sala on the second tier, Danny. Hey, listen. This is it's boomer bust. There's never been. A boomer bust team like this in memory for me as a fan. This this uh the safe one was definitely one where I was like, ah, eh, this probably wouldn't play we too well. We don't really need a safe <laughs> yeah, the safe it's one. Just, all right, good. <laughs> too many names. Too many names. Um, all right. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that is insane. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> that is an eyesore. Not not because of you guys. Just you know that's, names. If that's you called want, copy diarrhea. Yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to. See I was trying to figure out how we could like <laughs> digest this, and it's like you guys send me twenty names on the safe board. I'm like, oh crap. We really could. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio, don't check this out. Um, or we could turn it into a T-shirt uh, and all the, <laughs> and wear it, you know, yeah. like Sean McVay style. It'd be great. And now um, we th- should make T-shirts out of this. Th- yeah, that shirt, great. the safe. Yes, shirt. I love it. Let's do it and just wear it around. We've town. been talking about merch for a long time. Yeah, this is maybe this is it. Let's turn that key. Um, and now, uh, just to cover my bases, I hope all thirty-two survive. I hope they all, I hope they all go twelve and. Yeah, but from that angle, you're telling us that there are so many other talented human beings that would not get this chance to do this job. That's you true. don't want those people. I you don't can't, want in my heart, I can't imagine these men losing their employment. So even if there is a butterfly effect that hurts other men, and you know what, Mark? Women? Sure. Of course. I don't doubt that, but I don't buy Good luck to everyone. I don't buy a word of what you're saying. So I think I think I want everybody to live. No, you don't. No. Never, buddy. 
You All th- right. You think if they make more money than you, they just don't have feelings. You know, that's not true. I got. I hate to break it to you, Dan. Uh, common ram- man ranking wise, but mm. I think you make. We make mo- a lot more than a lot of those assistants out there. How about that? How about that? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Why I know that we, for a why fact. Why are we going down this road? I don't know. Well, I'm just I don't saying. Know why we're even? What is this? What are, What are you saying? Just saying. You got You're not worried about. Yeah, you know, these assistants. They're They're out there. They're not all. They're not all uh, fat cats. Moving around every year. <laughs> all right, Greg. You're right. You've done it again, Greg. <laughs> Mark, any final words before we say goodbye? No, I just really want that T-shirt. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> it's good. Great job. Up, Were his kids hearing this from like the another room? That's definitely you got to wait for them to. Part of his um, uh, contract agreement to be the voice of God is he had to leave his family. He lives in a, a bunker in Connecticut now, where he just does sound drops for us periodically. That's why he he moved. Yeah, that's sad. I liked his family. I mean, from what I, I knew well, of them. Let's You put it in the past tense, and that was the right way to go. <laughs> I thought it was important that he focused on the job. And he said yes, pretty quickly, actually. Tough sitch for the family. Heed <laughs> the call! Um, not warm. <laughs> oh, ah, jeez, jeez. Little, little, I think it's a little warm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. Golly. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I, um, ha. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm a little, um, I'm a little concerned. Uh, can, the, uh, just turn it, turn it down a little. Ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it hurts. It physically hurts my butt. <laughs> okay, just a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a first-degree burn, you son of a bitch. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.